Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 34 of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing? Doing pretty well, man. Uh, I just finished up the X-Men event X of Swords, Ten of Swords. Oh, dude, Ten of Swords, really good. Yeah, it was really good. It was like 100% like fairy realms nonsense. Uh, loved it. Reminded me a lot of like LARP, but like amazing. So I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, dude. Um, it is not. Enjoying a Miller High Life over here? Ooh, I, I'm enjoying a, I'm enjoying a nice, uh, a, a local, a local brewery. Um, and this beer is called Prime. Uh, anyway. Sounds pretty good, uh, yeah, Jum. Yep, yeah, pretty good. Um, tell you what, it's not one of the five stars this week, but uh, Daylight Savings Time was Sunday, and although I'm oh, still sort man. of catching up on the, uh, like, getting my sleep schedule um, sort of in line, man, like, having sunsets, like, after 7.30 is just, like, it is a balm to my soul. Oh, man, it is really good. Now, I did get a uh, buddy bear. We were at dinner today. And he was like, after this, we will go to bed. And I said, yeah. He said, but it's still day out. And I was like, welcome to the great injustices of being a child, bud. Like, sorry, pal. (laughs) That's just the way it is. It's only going to get worse. (laughs) Um, I didn't say that part, but it's true. You know what does get worse, Dave? At least this week, Mega Ranger. This is sort of a weird episode, yeah. uh, but we're watching it anyway. It's episode 34. It's called I'll Show You Big Brother's Miracle Shot. Um, but before we get into that, Dave, as always, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. Would you like to know what our first star of the week is? Sure would, Matt. Dave, it's a house update. I don't know if Mark has a stinger for house update. I was just going to say, is there a stinger for that? <laughs> Dave, house update. It's it's been a little while since we've uh, talked about. It. Actually, it's been a little while since we've talked on the show. We've uh, had a couple of weeks off. We like uh, well, yeah, this it was busy. <sighs> mhm. Yeah, it has been. It has been. I just say so I'm in the middle of my license expires. My teaching license expires this year. And so I have got to get in a bunch of like graduate hours. So I'm in the middle oh, of doing two graduate yeah, so I'm in the middle of doing two graduate courses right now, and they're both like accelerated. So they're both they both meet three hours a week, um, and one is on Monday and one is on Wednesday. And we started a drama club back up in a remote way because a bunch of the drama kids were like, "We really want to do some drama, please this year." So it's like, "All right, man." Oh, so basically, Monday through Thursday, yeah, drama kids. Um, I, mean, listen, I love it. I I was also in theater in high school. I get it. Yeah, um, me too. Not as much as you, weirdly. Um, 
I was so anyway, kidding. listen, I love drawing my kids, but they, it's year. just, you know, it just takes up a bunch of time. So like my, at, at this particular moment, my time tolerances are like extraordinarily tight. Uh, yes. And I, as uh, we are mentioning, um, am currently in the midst of a home renovation project. So and when I say home renovation project, I mean the renovation of an entire home. So the update on that this week is that um, there are actually contractors at the house working now. Dope. Like, That's awesome. Like, I got all the permits, and I hired a dude, and he has brought his people, and they are just, like, absolutely going ham on this house. Love it. Um, it also means that we are currently at the stage of the project where my budget has gone completely out the window. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That is definitely, that's a key stage. If that doesn't happen, are you even really doing a house project? How far yeah. out the window? How Now, wait, uh, your budget or the initial, like, your overall budget? Or, like, the amount of money that you had initially budgeted for this particular element? Because those, uh, di- <laughs> those are very different questions. Uh, I, I will say, Dave, that the uh, the, the degree of... Uh, scope change in scope on this particular uh, part of the project. The dollar amount is somewhere between ouch and boing. To, to, to quote the great man, oh, white man. Christmas, as oh, I really was. So it's so it's a so it's a whoa whoa. I really, yeah. <laughs> as soon as we started this, I was really I was looking for an opportunity to get that joke in, Matt. I applaud you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. We're getting in a uh, ba- white Christmas reference. <laughs> so basically what's <laughs> happened is that I had hired a guy um, to take out some walls and also reroute the electricity that had run through those walls so that, like, electricity can still exist in the house. And That's when he started super to key. do That's it... such an important he, feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, all of your electricity is in the wrong places, and most of the way that it's set up is... Although it might not have been illegal 100 years ago when this building was built, not currently like legal and up to code. So mm. what we're the the stage we are at now is negotiating whether or not the entire house is going to be taken down to studs so he can redo all of the wiring, or if we're going to try to redo the wiring while only removing most of the walls. <laughs> You know, now listen, Matt, that is a, that's a gut punch. I don't want to take that away from you. However, silver lining, here's what I'll say. I also am a dude who lives in a hundred plus year old house. And I also have had wiring problems. And had it been, it wasn't an option for me because of the way that I got this house, but had it been an option for me to have somebody come in before I ever moved in, and just say, like, listen, man, we're going to take this house down to studs, redo all the wiring, and I think in your case, all the plumbing, too? Is that right? Most of the plumbing, yes. Most of the plumbing. And just say, like, listen, we're going to redo all the wiring and most of the plumbing, and then we're just going to put the drywall back up. Man. Again, not to say it was, it is not a gut punch in this moment, but having lived in a 100-year-old house for five years now... Um, there's very, very definite upsides to the way that you were going about doing this. Because yeah, the way that yeah. I go about doing it is periodically just an outlet stops working or like a light stops working. And then I have to get a guy in and he's just like, uh, well, uh, 
I, I don't know, man. We're, we're just going to have to kind of try some stuff. <laughs> we'll see if we can find it without tearing all your walls out. So, yeah. You know. So, you know, uh, I'll let you know how it goes. But that that is, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, that's definitely, you know, it will be expensive. But I do ultimately think that it is for the best. And that is how I am choosing to accept this information because to do Listen, otherwise dude, would drive me to the point of madness. You've got you've got a newly repaired roof, you have new plumbing and new electricity and new drive. Those are the things, Matt. Like the three big things that are wrong in houses, those are the three ones. So you have just at an initial outlay, I predict that you have saved yourself a mountain of headache. Like moving into the future, hopefully, yeah, and then and basically at that point, like it's kind of a new house, just wearing an old house's jacket, you know? Yeah, basically. Anyway, house update. <laughs> Dave, what's our second star of the week? <laughs> second star of the week, Matt. I just finished up this part of the reason we didn't um, have an episode last week. I just got my second dose of the vaccine, and I felt. I never felt sick, but I was super lethargic. But I am at this point, uh, I got, I have both doses, man. I am fully vaccinated. I did do something real dumb, which is I woke up on the morning of the second dose with just like a nasty headache. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, well, like, let me just take some Tylenol because like my head hurts. Um, And I just did not remember at all that they were like, don't take Tylenol before you get the vaccine. Because like it might interfere with its like efficacy or something i'm figuring it's probably fine but yes i'm all i'm all vaccinated up yet and it's having like a weird side effect Mm -hmm. which is i have been i feel like weathering the pandemic with like a lot of equanimity like i've actually felt like pretty decent um you know but Mm -hmm. now that it is a spring Right. And mm-hmm. B, I am fully vaccinated. Like, I've done a really great job of, in a sense, keeping my eyes off the horizon. Like, don't look at the horizon because it'll drive you to insanity with its distance. Just look like right in front of you. And that's how you survive these sorts of things. But now, like, now it's close enough that I cr- sort of can't help but see it. Mm-hmm. But it is still far away. And so, like, now I'm having, like, weird depression spirals. <laughs> I was just like, oh, man, it's just, it's so close. We can just, we're almost there. And now it's, like, messing with my head. But I am. I'm fully vaccinated now, which is very, very exciting. And uh, Ohio, uh, the governor has said that we're projecting for um, open open vaccinations by the end of March, which is in, like, two weeks. Yeah. Like, so, as a... It's less than two weeks, because uh, I think he said the 29th, and as we record oh. this, it is currently the 16th. So yeah, in so... just under two weeks, I can start trying to get a vaccine, at least. You know what, man? It's... I think it's probably going to be, there's 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 like a portal, and you'll put your name in, and then someone yeah, will yeah, call yeah. you and be like, No, at, at this point, yeah, like, now that it's on the calendar, I am much less obsessive about it, because previously, yeah, you know, know, because I was in, like, group... F or whatever, like, <laughs> uh, you know, like, I, I, I think I it actually re- is Group F. 
it's group one E right now, and then the next group is everyone else, and it is the letter after E. So yeah, you actually <laughs> well, what, what is, as it happens. What is weird is that Ohio, instead of admitting that there were like seven separate phases, they're like, no, 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 no. You're in phase. You're in phase three, but phase three follows phases one A, B, C, D, and E, and then phase like. 2a and 2b and then phase three it's like well then that's not really three is it mike <laughs> uh anyway but so anyways, I, i'm that's very it. That's still very exciting yeah yes very pleased to uh be able to at least look at the idea of having my life back that'll be fun it's you know it what's so weird cool. is that i am like thrilled to pieces with the idea of going back to the office. <laughs> like, like I cannot tell you how excited I am to be able to work in the office again. Like, just, just so into it. And like, listen, my office is fine. I like my job pretty well. But like, I did, not an- yeah, I did not anticipate just like how much I missed going to work. And part of it's that, like, I'm just sick of being in my apartment. But also, you know, like, there are people, other people there, and you can talk to them, like, face-to-face. It's wild. It's wild out there, Dave. Yeah, things are, things are real, real crazy. Uh, anyway, what is our third Star of the Week? Oh, this is just a fun thing, Matt. I was, periodically, I take a stab at trying to learn French. Mm-hmm. We oui. And a few years ago... Man, five or six years ago, uh, Rosetta Stone was running a sale, and they were like, "Hey, you can buy like all the levels of French for I forget what it was, but it was like fifty or sixty percent off the normal price." But it was it was like you know it was like a couple hundred bucks. It was like two hundred dollars or something. And I was like, "All right, cool." And then I got it, and um, because this is how I run my life, I used it for a little bit, and then I stopped. Sure. And so it was just kind of ungainly was the problem anyways. So I was looking at it. I was like, man, Rosetta Stone's got to have an app, don't they? So I got on the Rosetta Stone app and they're like, oh, it's like X amount for a subscription. And I was like, this is BS Rosetta Stone. I already gave you several hundred dollars. And now like my thing doesn't work because my computer doesn't have a CD drive. Like, help me out here. And actually they do. If you oh, yeah? had like registered this, yeah. If you had registered the CDs when you got them, and like your account is on file, you just have to say like, "Hey, it's me. I owned the CDs. <laughs> it's me," and they will give you like a free year's access to their like premium version of whatever language you had bought the DVDs for. Nice. And then when I was looking at it, yeah. Then actually, I was looking at it, and uh, I don't know. Brief commercial. Right now, they're running a sale for like 180 bucks. You get lifetime access to all languages. Anyways, I am having one little problem, which is this. I'm French a theater guy. I'm a public. It is, you know, yeah. But that's not the problem I'm having. Here's the problem that I'm having is that it's lazy. It's a very lazy mouthed language. And I have spent, because I'm like a public speaking theater teacher, I've spent a lot of time focusing and training on like diction and like really pronouncing letters and everything. And French is just like 
15 vowels connected by like one letter. Mm -hmm. And so I keep trying to pronounce it the way that one might think it's actually pronounced. And it's like, oh, no, no. It's just like, right? Right. I'm like, and it's, I, I think my diction is really working against me on the pronunciation tasks for this thing. Oh, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, French is hard. I'm not good at it. I used to be okay. Not anymore, sadly. I, I did try to do Duolingo last year, and then I had sort of... I was on a roll with it, kind of, and then the pandemic hit, and I was just like, I need to not care about this anymore. <laughs> like, I, I need... Like, I can only focus on so many things, and I am choosing that this is the thing that I'm going to stop focusing on. Legit. Legit. Um. And then I accidentally stopped focusing on all sorts of other stuff. But that was the one I did on purpose. But you did learn how to bake baguettes. So, you know. That's true. Ups and you downs. Know. What, Matt, is our fourth star of the week? Uh, Dave, our fourth star of the week is, I regret to inform you that. Oh, no, Matt. One, one year, one year into the pandemic. Not even one year. This was just before the one year mark. Uh, I didn't quite make it a full year before I did start practicing uh, card one-handed card manipulation tricks at home. Oh no, Matt! I know, Matt. What have you done? It's it's like a fidget spinner for like a riverboat gambler. It's not great. Um, not li- Matt. You're my brother. I love you no matter what. Um, and I just, it's not even Matt. It's not. I'm not. I'm not sad. I'm not even disappointed, Matt. I'm just. I'm afraid is really what it is. I'm apprehensive about what the future may hold. Should you continue on this? <laughs> well, see, this is this is if why I Matt, need if, that listen, vaccine, Dave. <laughs> I I, it is, Matt. Listen, you already know how to juggle. If you continue on this path, you might become a magician. Yeah, man. See, the problem is I was trying to find like YouTube videos to show me how to do it. And I did discover that the the word that people use to describe this sort of thing is cardistry, like artistry, oh, yeah. but with a card. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Dave, I watched a video with that in the title, and I learned something, and it doesn't feel good. Matt, have you... Okay, now listen, there's a Rubicon, Matt, and I'm going to tell you what it is. And if you have already crossed it, well, they don't call it a Rubicon for nothing. Have you started looking into special decks of cards yet? Okay, now this isn't fair because I have always had an interest in looking at special decks of cards. I have not considered buying any, though. Have you looked into special decks of cards specifically as it relates to cardistry? No, I have not. I have not. Okay. I think there's, uh, you know, you're on the table, but there's hope for you yet. I just have regular bicycle cards. Um, my my Charlier cut's getting pretty good. And Are you uh, red or blue? Are you a red guy or a blue guy? I'm a, I'm a blue guy. I like a blue card. Um, and uh, my, my scissor cut. My scissor cut's okay, too. My one-handed scissor cut. I had to sort of, I had to practice that one a lot because you got to sort of do a big hand stretch. Yeah, man, I'm delighted to tell you, I don't know what any of those are. Get the packets to clear each other. It's kind of difficult, but you can do it if you just sort of, you know, I got, I got, I, I got good fingers for it. So, you know, 
Yeah, Matt, again, just so pleased to tell you I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. You know, I talk a big game, talk about on this. I love magic. Love it. And you know what my favorite form of magic is, Matt? Close-up card magic? You know what my f- card magic? Absolutely. It is, it is 100% the best form of magic. No question about it. Um, I will watch people do card tricks all day. If I'm watching Penn and Teller fool us and a dude rolls out like a big apparatus or there's a soundtrack, I skip to the next video. I do not care. Close up card magic all day. It's all I'm interested in. Well, Dave, maybe maybe, maybe you should try practicing the Charlier cut. It's pretty simple. I just like to watch. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dave, what is our fifth star of the week? Matt, fifth fun fun star of the week is this. We were poking around Netflix, my wife and I, and we saw a documentary about samurai and uh, the warring states period and i was just was, like was it starring tom cruise like, it uh, no it was not sadly and i was like or counter reeves also suspiciously absent anyways so i was looking at it and i was like we, we were watching it for a little bit and i was like oh this is cool and it's one of these newfangled documentaries where like the reproduction value of like the people who are acting it out is like really high mm-hmm so I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. And all of the, and I, I started to notice something, is that all of the experts, their titles were just like historian. Okay. Okay. And uh, not, a lot of, not a lot of doctoral titles in there. All not right. a lot of like, not a lot of like history professor at such and such university just like historian and that yeah you think you not, can see not, where we're not, going an, with not this. an overly credentialed bunch you're saying yeah and then somebody then one guy started talking about katanas and he was like these were possibly the greatest swords ever made and i was like oh no <laughs> And then another guy was talking about the samurai. He's like, these men were possibly the greatest warriors in the history of the world. And I was just like, oh, okay. This is a documentary by Weebs. Right. This is a documentary by and for samurai nerds. <laughs> and I, and listen, again, I talk a big game for a dude who has a Sentai podcast. Right. For a guy who, when you saw that there was a samurai documentary, you were like, definitely samurai. Watched, definitely watched it. I was like, ooh, what an interesting take on Oda Nobunaga. That's a, he's a fascinating man. Uh, but yeah, it did get a little... Um, it, 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 the, just the weeb got a little too rich for my blood. Yeah, it Anyways, happens. Matt. Um, it's dangerous. <laughs> Uh, you know what else is dangerous, right, Dave? Man. Twisted monsters from another dimension. That's right. The Nezere. And they're attacking in this episode, as they do in all episodes. This one, episode 34, I'll show you, Big Brother's Miracle Shot, uh, was written by Shigeru Yanagawa. Its original air date was October 12th, 1997. If you'd like to watch along with us, you can do so on the DVDs or at ShoutFactoryTV.com. Um, but you don't have to this time. This is a this is a skippable one. Yeah. We're going to talk about it when we come back. Okay, welcome back. 
Here it is, episode 34. It's all about soccer, kind of. Yeah, um, yeah, let's talk about this dumb episode. I, this is definitely the biggest, and here's the thing, it's not even terrible. No, had this it's not. Been an episode of o- had this been an episode of O-Ranger, I would have been like, all right. As an episode of Mega Ranger, Which it is a kind of show. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It kind of sucks. I mean, there's some stuff in it. We'll get to it. But like, yeah, like this episode does not need to exist. In fact, this episode is so like disposable that I was looking at the trivia of, about it on the uh, Ranger Wiki, and this one was never even adapted into a Power Rangers episode. They just looked at this oh, one wow. and, were, and were like, no, no, we're not gonna. I don't know how common well, okay. that was, but... There's, okay, I think there's, now well, potentially there's a reason, which is because all the costume stuff still centers around sports. And still centers around, like, there's a ton of non-costumed people in a bunch of the costume shots. Oh, that is true. Yeah, so that I can, is true. I can see where it would have been really difficult to adapt it. Um, yeah. And also, there's okay. no point to it. <laughs> okay, yeah, the episode bad. starts uh, with a kid. His name is Shinji, and he's bad at soccer. And his Very coach bad at is soccer. terrible. Yes, he's not as a, he's a bad coach. He's a bad coach and a bad person. He's just like, hey, Endo, um, you suck and are the worst, and you're the worst player on this team. I don't even know why you play soccer, but if you're going to foul up my team, like at least try harder. Yeah. Uh, this is bad. Uh, Shinji's friend walks over and says, uh, Shinji, Shinji Endo is his name, um, yep. and says, like, hey, um, that was bad, um, but also, like... It's obviously... Like not adults should not talk to us that way. That's not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, so first of all, let's just <laughs> mention that. Second of all, like, isn't your brother really good at soccer? Like, why don't you have him show you some pointers if you're having difficulty? And Shinji's like, man, I would, but my brother's just been so busy recently. He's just like never around. Yes. So we go from there. And we see the Rangers, and they are doing, like, a sparring training session wherein Mega Black appears to just solo the rest of the team. Yeah. Like, he's only, he's only, he actively is fighting Mega Blue and Mega Red for, like, a moment. And then he just focuses in on Mega Red, takes him to the cleaner, and ends with, like, standing over him with his Mega Blaster just, like, pointed at Mega Red's face. Like, I've clearly won this. And then the other Rangers come, like, limping out of the woodwork. So I'm pretty sure Koichu just, like, just whooped the entire rest of his team. Yeah. Which is a dominant move, Koichu. It's very I'm good. impressed. It's like that time that Cyclops so, went back to the X-Mansion, uh, and everyone was brainwashed into thinking he was uh, some sort of a monster, and he had to fight all of the X-Men by himself. That was good. That Man, that was good. That was good. These I have tricks. been loving, l- loving, loving Cyclops back. Like, now that Cyclops is back again, mm-hmm. as like the... Le- oh, man. All the new X-Men stuff is... 
it's extremely just good. It's so good. It's you so know good. Cyclops is my guy. Yeah. No, no, no. I do. I do. So, um... Anyway, so, so Pel- they're like, just saying, like, like, true? Yeah. Like, they are upset. Be- not upset. They're annoyed. Because Kuichiro is pushing them, like, really hard. And he's saying, like, listen, the Nezere have gotten better. They have new kinds of monsters. We need to practice like this every day to make sure that yeah, we are like, prepared. This is not an option. We are the one, right? Like, we are the heroes that can save Earth. Like, this is, got, like, come on. So we cut over to Shinji. He's in a park. He's practicing his soccer. He's just, like, kicking the ball against a wall. Uh, we, like, misses the wall, and the ball goes rolling. His brother rolls up. Or we see somebody roll up and do, like, a little, like, soccer trick and, like, kick, like you know, sort of kicks the ball up and grabs it and tosses it over to him. And yeah. this is brother, and his brother is Kuichiru. Kuichiru has a brother. Yeah. Has had one the whole season. This is the first we're finding out about it. Yup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, I've got some all caps in my notes about this one. What? Later, we're going to see I, the both of them at home, and, like, it It seems like they don't have parents, and they just, like, live by themselves in this house. I don't I don't think that's the case, actually. I'll, I'll tell you why when we get there. But I'll tell you what, it's definitely nicer than Kenta's place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, Kenta's place is, you know, it's got it's got a lot of charm, but it's also, you know, an apartment above a store that the family runs. So anyways, um, Shinji explains, he's like, listen, my team is in the finals for like this youth soccer league. I'm not feeling confident about it. You're my big brother. You were helping me practice and you said you were going to and you have been totally gone like you know what the heck man and Kucha's like actually dude you're totally right I'm super sorry I have been very very busy but like let's practice right now and I'm gonna practice with you tomorrow I promise like we're gonna get you prepped for this tournament and then rather than practicing with his brother he just sort of like stunts on him for a minute and like shows off how good he is at sucker okay here's my theory is that the actor who plays Kuichiru is like good at soccer tricks and they were well, just yeah, like, he clearly, he, like, he just does them. He clearly is good at them. Yeah. Well, my theory is that that's why this episode exists. Is they were like, man, we've got to have another. Like, we've got to have like three more filler episodes before we start. Like, you know, moving towards the end game. <laughs> can anyone do anything? <laughs> yeah. Can anybody tricks. juggle? Can juggle? Like, you know, cardistry sack, <laughs> cardistry. Yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, I can do soccer tricks. Like, cool soccer episode. We're doing it. <laughs> Because nothing else, Dude. like, nothing about this monster, like, like it's going to be a porcupine monster. Like, nothing about that screams soccer. Like, it's not a soccer-themed episode other than the fact that it, okay, it is a soccer, it's an episode that centers on soccer, but totally doesn't have to. It could be anything else. Dude, speaking of Hacky Sack, like, real briefly, do you recall that... Producer Mark's brother used to be super into this, like, very intense hacky sack related thing that was sort of like hacky sack, but was not exactly hacky sack. Oh, yeah. He's, like, extremely good at hacky sack. Yeah, he's, he's like, super duper good at it. And Koichiro is also, I mean, you know, kicking a soccer ball, doing, 
there, there's a word for this, right? No, it's juggling. It's soccer juggling, right? You juggle the ball? Yeah. Uh, footbag, Matt. Footbag. Isn't that just like... Isn't that just hacky sack? Oh, sorry. Real briefly, I went back into the email archives to look this up. Hacky sack is a trademark name based off of footbag. In footbag, all the bags have 32 panels and are filled with steel shot. Huh. So this is like frisbee golf versus disc golf, right? Like this is... Uh, yeah, I, b- I believe so. I believe okay. so. Anyways... So we go from there, and uh, they clearly have been doing some practicing, and they're, like, getting some water at a pump, and Kuiju says, here, like, take this friendship bracelet to remember that we're always brothers, and I promise that we'll practice tomorrow. So very obviously, they are not going to practice tomorrow. Right. There will be a monster-related problem. Yeah. And then they get this amazing shot at sunset. Um, I get an enormous kick out of the fact that, like, there has to be so much time spent on a Sentai set just sitting around waiting for sunset. Oh, yeah, because the sunset is featured so often and is always good. I never see a sunset in an episode of Sentai and think, like, they didn't need that. No, you always need it. There should be a sunset in every episode. Maybe not at the end. It could be right in the near the beginning, like this one. But it always improves an episode. So we get to the Nezere dimension. And in the Nezere dimension, strangely, is Shinji's terrible soccer coach. Because it turns out that Shinji's yeah. terrible soccer coach is I mean, actually... it's not that strange, we should say. Well, it, it looks weird. Because he is in his human disguise when he shows up in the Nezere base. And his human disguise is just, like, a guy in a soccer jersey. And that's a weird thing to see standing next to Dr. Hanilar and his crazy hair. Yeah, um, no, no, no. That is, that is a bit of an odd moment, I should say. And also what's weird is that, like, I feel like a lot of times if a monster has a human form, that human form either, like, kind of looks like the monster or, like, has a very, like, weird vibe, you know, like, visibly is, like, is a visually yeah, interesting character. You, right, you look at them and, like, you, the, you, as soon as you see them, you're just like, oh, that person is, is a monster in disguise. Like, very obviously. Right. This dude was not. He was just a very mean man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then he shakes around so he- and then he becomes... Porcupine as a liar. Matt, I'm sorry. You cannot just elide over this shaking around. <laughs> it's the only part of this episode that is worth looking into. Because I, like, I, this makes me lament that this is an audio medium only. But he just sort of like holds both of his hands up as though he is the great Cornholio and just shakes his whole body <laughs> side to side. Like wiggling his hands and then like does like a crazy like <laughs> face. And but like grimacing, <laughs> and then he turns into porcupine. It's the best monster transformation aside from uh, Pig Nazaret, I would say. It's extremely good. Um, so his plan is weird because he like yeah he zaps a soccer ball, and then he kicks that soccer ball. And then that soccer ball has energy, and it, like, 
And it explodes maybe? kind of, maybe. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not super clear exactly what is happening. Right. And he says, I'm going to I, I have a team of children, and I'm going to turn them into human weapons. And everyone's and like, this they, is a great plan, and we understand it. We, we love this. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But Dr. Hinalar and Shibalina are like, <laughs> yes, of course. You will turn the children into human weapons so... because they can go uh, anywhere without being detected? Perfect, of course. Perfect. This is a very dumb episode. Um, so, but they're like, yeah, that's the whole thing. Is they're like, oh, they can go anywhere, and I guess just kill people with supernatural power, and like nobody will notice, but they'll be freaked out because it's people and not a big porcupine man, um, which is okay, legit. I, I don't know which would be weirder to me. Like a child with superhuman strength and an exploding soccer ball, or like a literal giant porcupine man. Um, I probably wouldn't be super stoked about either, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that's a bad day. So, for a giant porcupine monster, it looks cool. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I I think he's got like a metallic. Yeah, he follows the same sort of vibe that you had described about Lion Nezalar, which is like. He definitely looks like a Mega Man X villain. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, so, back down on Earth. Uh, Koichiru is putting up a flyer on the digital, clu- uh, digital research club's door that says, like, our training today is canceled. And everyone else shows up. And they're like, why are you putting a flyer on the door? And I think, yeah, why didn't he just tell them? Uh, but he, whatever. He he likes printing, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, he just wanted to make sure that they would see it if he didn't happen to be there. He's covering all his bases. This is 100% a creature move. This is not, I have no problems with this. He tells them, like, listen, we, I, I know I said we had to train every day, but today I need to practice soccer with my brother. Um, Chisato thinks that he's, like, sneaking off to go on a date. Uh, but he's not. He's just going to go practice with his brother. And everyone's like, oh, uh, yeah, actually, that's great. You should spend time with your brother. Uh, he needs you. Like, that's yeah, a great that's thing excellent. to do. Yeah. Uh, they do get a Nezare alert. And Kuichu is like, oh, no. And they're like, dude, we will handle it. You made a promise to your brother. Like, you go keep your promise. Which, uh, oh, just great. Just, you love to see it. Good stuff. Good stuff. I did take, I did notice uh, Chisato and Miku were not, but at least the guys in this scene were color-coded underneath their school uniform jackets, and I appreciated that. Yes, and Kenta has a haircut. I, I don't remember if he got it between episodes at what point, but uh, he has finally cut I his think, hair. I think he had it last episode, actually. Also, Anyways. some of the shots in the opening have been updated. Like, I don't know if you watch through the opening theme every week. Um, but the 50-50, like the shots of the various Mega Rangers in it have been updated at some point. It's not the same as it looked in the first episode. So we go from there and Quichu was late. Shinji's just like, where's Big Brother? And then we see the evil coach picking kids for his evil team. And he says, hmm, I'm <laughs> like, he's like, I'm evil. 
And they're like, what do you mean? You're a soccer coach. And he's like, no, I'm a porcupine man. And then he transforms and they all freak out predictably. And he's like, it doesn't matter. And then he uses like a mind control beam on them. Yeah. He's and then they all just kind of go deadpan. that Shinji isn't there. Like, yeah, he's very, very mad. He finds out that Shinji has been like practicing with his brother. And he's like, no, that's bad. Even though he actively does not like Shinji and thinks that he's bad at soccer. And he specifically needs only... these kids to do like soccer related crimes here is the only thing i can think of is that he chose this guise for himself because he does genuinely love soccer and really does hate shinji because shinji is bad at soccer and because of that wanted particularly to make use of him in his evil plan and so that's why he's upset i mean that makes as much sense as anything dave um so they all leave. Uh, the Rangers arrive. Oh, now there is a key. Now hold up. There's a key element. There's a key little blurb that you need to note here, which is that his mind control comes along with a weird little black friendship bracelet. So like when he mind controls you, you get a black friendship bracelet, a hatred bracelet. One could say. You could say. <laughs> uh, also, Shibalina is here. She's loving the whole thing. She gets the plan. Um, I mean, any mind control plan, you got to imagine that she's going to. Yeah, I was going to say that's her. That's her bread and butter. She loves this stuff. Mega Rangers so, show up. We go to they the show park. up too late. Everybody's gone. Uh, and then they get another notification. Like, actually, there is a problem, but it's not the place where I already sent you. It's at this different park, uh, Wakaba Park, which is, of course, where Shinji is. Or he would be. He's about to be there. Yeah, well, so that, he that's where Kuichiru up. was planning to meet with him to or, no, 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 I'm sorry. Psh, I got flipped around, sorry. Shinji is there. Kuichiru is not there yet. My bad. So Shinji is there. He's waiting for Kuichiru, who's not there, as we said. But you know who is there? Is a horrible porcupine man. Yes. So he shows up, and he's like, Shinji, I hate you. And Shinji's like, I don't even know who you are, but I'm terrified and I'm running away. The, the, and then the he uses he his mind control. The thing that he says before he shoots him with his brainwash beam is he says, I'm the only one who can teach you the real joy of playing soccer. Yeah, which seems it's a that's a very strange thing to say because it's 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 very extremely not true. Right. And also, yeah, a like he is his coach and has done a bad job of teaching him how to play soccer. And also the thing that he's going to teach him how to do now is blow stuff up with soccer balls, which is not really the same as soccer. It's soccer adjacent, sure. But it's not, like, full-on, you know, it's it's not, uh, this is not football. Yeah, that's, um... <laughs> it's not the beautiful game, really. Yeah, no, it's, it's not the beautiful game, it's not the people's game. It is the Nezalar's game. It is decidedly anti, it is against, it is the against the people's game. Is what it is. And so, uh, they leave. Kuchiru shows up, and he's like, Shinji, where are you? And he's looking around, and then the rangers are there. They're like, where's Shinji? I don't know. But he sees the bracelet, the, the friendship bracelet that he had given Shinji earlier in the episode. It's on the ground. I guess it got blown off by the force of the Hatred, hatred bracelet materializing yeah, I mean, is what you, I'm going to go you with. You know, you've only got room. You've only got one bracelet You only got slot. one slot. 
Yeah, and yeah. so he had to discard the other item, unfortunately. Um, Koichiro does find him. He runs around for what feels like a very long time just shouting Shinji's name. He does eventually find them him, and when he does, Shinji's just like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. We're going to go win this game tomorrow, and I'm not mad at you for bailing on our practice, but I'm just... He has, like, no emotions, basically, and he just walks yeah. away from Koichiro. Now, it is a little bit weird to me because I feel like that they... It's like, don't they have, like, super-duper space surveillance? It just seems weird that he was looking for his brother for as long as he was. Like, they have a million satellites or something. Like, they can see, like, Dr. Kubota can see, like, everything they do all the time. It seems like he could have just called his brother, or called Dr. Kubota and be like, hey, could you just find my brother Shinji? Like, here's a picture of him. And Dr. Kubota would be like, oh, yeah, he's, like, three blocks away. It's no problem. The thing is, dude, there's no episode in this episode, so they have to keep, like... Like, so much time has been spent, like, okay, the Mega Rangers go here, nothing happens. Then they go to another location, and they find a bracelet, but otherwise, nothing happens. And then shit, then nothing runs around for a while, and eventually finds his brother, and kind of nothing happens. And then nothing happens. Well, one thing does happen, which is that he sees the hatred bracelet. Yes. And he's like, hmm, this is weird. Next scene we see... It's Kuichiru burning the midnight oil, studying, presumably, late at night, and he hears the gate, because he has, like, a gate around his house, and he hears the gate latch go, and he looks out, and he sees Shinji walking away. Here's why I think they probably do have parents. My assumption is that his, their parents are just in bed. And Shinji should also be in bed. Um, because, Definitely should also be in bed. Yeah, because Kuichiru is like, why is Shinji awake and going outside right now? Like, those things are both Doesn't weird. make any sense. So he follows him to so, the soccer field. Yeah. He sees their night practice and their super strong kicks. And I was reminded of Shaolin Soccer. Um, I was also reminded of Shaolin just Soccer. What a, just what a great movie that was. Shaolin Soccer is so much better than this episode. But they do both so involve super better. soccer kicks. And actually, they I do, think man, the same I... thing where, like, a ball gets kicked into the goalpost and it, like, bends the post. Like, a, like the post is sort of, like, wrapped around the yeah, soccer no, 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 ball that's, that's definitely... in it. And that's fun. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a great moment, man. So, Ko runs out, and he's like, what is happening? And then Porcupine Nazare's like, I'm a porcupine, man. And then he's like, use him as target practice. And they all shoot, kick soccer balls. Oh, Shinji does. Sorry. Shinji does it first. Just kicks a very, very hard soccer ball. At Kuichiru, and he, like, goes flying. And then they all kick very hard soccer balls at Kuichiru, and he's very hurt. So, commercial break. When we come back, it's the next morning. Kuichiru has been, like, chained up to some equipment, like, in the, like, like indoor the locker, equipment the storage area locker area of the yeah. arena stadium thing. Um, and that's bad, because he needs to be able to, you know press the buttons on his digitizer to be able to turn it on and he can't move his hands yeah. because of chains yes we flip to the kids and they are on like the travel team bus <laughs> just going to the tournament so they're on the travel team bus to go into the tournament Kuichiru is like pulling he's like "Ooh, i can use that equipment there's like a clock with like standy outy hands like a non-digital it's like an actual clock as opposed to like a non-digital clock I mean, digital clocks are clocks, but you know what I'm saying. It's an analog clock. 
And he's like, ooh, I can pull that over and use it as like a stick to like push the buttons on my digitizer, which he does. And he then he like, so he digitizes and then he breaks out of his chains and is good to go. The kids get to the soccer tournament and they have one instruction, which is to give 110% in killing people. Yes. Got you Just get out there and give it their all. There. Good hustle. To uh, kill people, yes. And, and if you kill enough people, you can have orange slices afterwards. Orange slices are day rigor, man. If you kill enough people, you get to go to Dairy Queen afterwards. Or That's in our true. case, Dairy King. There was a Dairy King that we would get to go to if we won a game, yeah. Yeah, did not happen a lot. We were not good at soccer. No, very bad, actually. Um <laughs> That's fine. Dairy King wasn't that good anyway. That's a lie. Dairy King was fine. I just am choosing to believe that it was not that good because I did not get to enjoy it as much as a child. You know what, Matt? It's still there. You're an adult. You can just go now. Well, not now because A, it's closed and B, there's a pandemic. But in theory, you could go at a point later. Yeah. It's one of those Anyways, places that's like only open in the summer because like, yeah. there's no indoor seating. It's just like a stand somewhere. You know the kind. Yeah, I well, I almost definitely will go at some point this summer. Like now that I'm thinking about it. Anyways, the game is like weirdly well attended for a youth soccer tournament game. But there the you finals. go. Yeah, and then there's a uh, there's like a fight with the Rangers and some Kunekune. I think Shibalina's just there in like full costume watching all of this happen. Um, Porcupine Nezalar like charges up the ball with like some evil power and then the kids kick it very hard and then it does explode like they kick it hard enough that it lodges into one of the concrete like support beams of the stadium and then explodes with enough force to just destroy the beam yeah so they're not kicking these balls at people to like explode them with soccer balls they're like tearing down the stadium around the audience and just trying to crush them, I guess. And that's kind of cool, right? Like, it's a cool set that's piece. A, no, that's a good plan. It's weird, but it's kind of cool. Um, the, the Rangers go out on the soccer pitch, and they get balls kicked at them, and that's bad. There's some good, like, the music stings in it are pretty good. Good music in this episode. That's a cool thing that's going on. Yes. Yep. No, no, no. That's definitely true. So uh, the other soccer team is just like, this is not a soccer game. I'm not sure what's happening here, but we're out. So they're running. The Kune Kune are in the mix. Mega Black jumps in. He takes a hit from a soccer ball. He falls down. He gets back up. Shinji kicks him again. He falls down with a soccer ball. And this happens like a few times. And Porcupine Nazlar is like, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish, but it's not going to work. I have mind controlled this kid. And Mega Black's like, I'll never forgive you for this. And then Mega Black has a great idea. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Never, never will forgive you. Then Mega Black has a great idea, which is just directly attack Porcupine Nazlar. Which, like, nobody ever thinks to do. Yeah, because, I mean, it's much better than his previous plan of standing there on the field and getting balls super kicked at him. That was a yeah, bad that plan. Was extremely bad plan. Uh, so he just attacks Porcupine Nezlar, and 
it's basically it's fine. He just like dominates this dude. It is not a problem for him. Yeah, uh, as we saw earlier in the episode, Kuichiru, very good at fighting. So Porcupine Nezalar, yeah. like, runs away from Kuichiru and grabs Shinji as, like, a hostage. And he's like, all of you have to throw down your weapons or I'm going to kill this kid. And then they all throw down their weapons and he does not let Shinji go, but he jumps far away to the other side of the stadium. Now, at this point, you might think, well, they should pick up their weapons and shoot at him. But they don't, because Koichiru says... They do not do that thing. I have an idea. I am going to use a soccer ball to finish this. Now, you might say, a soccer ball is not as good as a laser gun. And you might also say, I think that watching you run up to that soccer ball and kick it would be enough to tip off Porcupine Nezalar that you were planning to kick a soccer ball at him with great force. Uh, and that it might be faster to pick up your gun and shoot him. But that's not what happens. What happens is that Koichiru kicks that soccer ball with extreme force. Yeah, he's real good at it. It's a miracle shot, like the name of the episode. And it's a miracle shot because it, like... He doesn't bend it like Beckham. He bends it like Captain Boomerang. Like, it shoots past Porcupine Nezalar, and then, like, turns around midair and hits him in the back of the head. It's... It doesn't make any sense, and it's not actually cool. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, it is... It is absolutely, um... Yep, it is absolutely insane. And here's the thing. We have seen great sports episodes of Sentai. We've seen great soccer... Like, there's a great soccer episode of Die Ranger. Like, it's extremely good. You can do cool stuff with it. They just chose not to. <laughs> yeah. It was it was extremely dumb. Um so he he goes down and then he goes giant and then there's a giant fight. Um there is some pretty solid like UFC style ground and pound on the part of Mega Voyager. And then also he just grabs Porcupine Nezalar and does a Hulk style, like just holds him by his ankles and swings him overhead and smashes him into the ground a bunch of times. So that was fun. And then uh, then that's it. He's, you know, it's not it's not much of a fight. And then our last scene is just Ko Kuichu uh, practicing soccer with Shinji. Yeah. And, the other and everybody four, else is like... They watch approvingly. <laughs> they're like, that's great. We're glad that he has let up on us. And is hanging out with his brother again. Cool. Cool. End of episode. And then, uh, yep, that's it. Not, not a winner. Yeah. Um, again, in the context of, in the context of, um, Mega Ranger. I yeah. Say. Yeah. As you said, like if this had been an episode of O-Ranger, I would have been like, oh, great. Somebody got to hang out with a kid and, like, learn a lesson about keeping promises or something. Which actually isn't, like, there is no lesson learned in this episode, really. It's just, like, I guess Koichiru learns to hang out with his brother more often. But, like, Koichiru is right. He does need to be practicing to fight the Nezere. Like, that's very important. 
And all his hard practice paid off because he beat the Nazare very easily. Yeah. Okay, so next, Matt, what we got to figure out is where Porcupine Nazare sits on the creature Royale. Okay, so he's a mean soccer coach, and that's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. But then he brainwashes children to turn them into human weapons so they can kick soccer balls very hard and knock over a stadium. Which seems like it's both overly complicated and completely ineffective. Because if he was a good monster, he could just blow up the stadium himself. Okay, you say that, but they did do a very good job blowing up the stadium. Yeah, but his stated goal was that he wanted to kill the audience, and I don't think a single one of them died. Okay, that actually is a very good point. So, I would say... Okay... I am looking, you know what, I'm actually, I'm looking down in, like, the mole Rhino Nazare. Okay, I like him better than Rhino Nazare. Yeah, I mean, he's a Because he at right? least he's has a, a personality. Plan. I like that. Yes. And he's a very bad soccer coach. And so I would say he's better than Rhino Nazare. Is he better than... I don't think... I think Cole Nezare, Coral Nazare is my ceiling. Coral Nazare is just like a weird, crazy, weird, crazy dude. Oh, yeah. So Coral Nazare is, is better, like turning people into coral so he can like choke the seas with like the bodies of people that he has transformed. Like that's a very weird and upsetting thing. And that's cool. Yeah. So I think the real question here is... Porcupine Nazare versus Mole Nazare. It's a battle of the Rodentia. Dave, who was Mole Nazare again? Uh, Matt, Mole Nazare kind of looks like Bakuryu. Uh, I think he was. He had. He was trying to, like, blow up the city with a meteor or something. Okay. Well, I mean. Uh, Porcupine Nezalar only tried to blow up a soccer stadium, uh, which is way smaller than a city. So I think, I think we've got to give it to Mole Nezare just on ambition. Yeah, right? I, I think that's legit. So better than Rhino Nezare, not as good as Mole Nezare. Porcupine Nezare in at the new spot number 20. 20 out of 25. So not super strong showing their... Uh, Porcupine Nezalar, but, you know, I guess you did your best, even though it was not a lot. Uh, And that's it, Dave. (laughs) That's it for this episode of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com. If you want any updates on future episodes or check out the things that we're talking about on Twitter, we are at Bros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. If you'd like to rate and review us there, that would be swell. Uh, the Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. If you'd like to catch any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can find us all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. <laughs>